Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meowmix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Drunk Jerry. He's back! <laughs> Drunk Jerry. Makes, he makes an appearance around this time of year. It's, it's the special time of year. <laughs> I had a hard weekend, and, you know, I don't work tomorrow. I'm, I partaked a little early. Partaked a little early. Uh, your grammar is on point. <laughs> Uh, it is it is a holiday week here, so Jerry and I are recording a day early, uh, which means we do not currently have injury reports. Yeah. Uh, all of the news from the week has not come out yet, but you know what? It's the holidays. We're going to record a little early. We're going to do our best, and we appreciate you guys hanging with us. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, so the Panthers are playing the Broncos this week uh, at home at the bank. Week 12 of the NFL season. There are 18 weeks total in the NFL season, Jerry. We're at week 12. Yeah, and it's it's rushing by, but at the same time, it's not coming by <laughs> fast enough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Panthers are now 3-8. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a fact. This is the reality of the situation. Uh, are they a 3-8 and eight team? I mean, that's what they are. What their record says. I mean, they are what their record is. I mean, but there's I feel a, like you know the ball bounces a few different ways. This is a team that's right in the middle of things, but we're three and eight. I mean, I agree. We could easily be about six and five. I think. I mean, yeah. Uh, like you said, you know, refs calling correct <clears throat> penalties. You know, like fake spikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one. I mean, last yeah, week, fake spikes, helmet, helmet coming off. Yeah. Uh, a, Field goal is missed here or there. I mean, it's it's there are just little things. It's it's little things. Last week, you know, a competent quarterback. Oh, if we had a competent quarterback, <laughs> we'd probably have more than three more wins. But yeah, well, we're about to see <laughs> our our latest quarterback starting here. Uh, Sam Darnold named the starter this week. Baker Mayfield healthy, and, and Sam Darnold. Seems to be the better choice, according to Steve Wilkes. I, I think you have to go with him. I agree with Steve Wilkes. He's trying to audition for this job. I mean, Baker has shown it in his five or six starts that he's not the guy, man. He's too conservative. Yeah. He, he Even if Ben McAdoo's play calling is atrocious, which it is, you, you, can't, you can't only throw five yards deep. You have to try sometimes. There's been windows where DJ Moore was open downfield, but he was too quick to jump to the next guy. He he's too scared, and you got you got to see yeah, what else. It's not like it's not like Baker doesn't have the arm. No. to go downfield. Uh, so, it, so what it sounds like you're saying, Jerry, is that we need a quarterback who is mentally capable of running the offense better, and that quarterback is Sam Darnold. I am saying right at this point of the season that, honestly, I think P.J. Walker might be the best option, but he is injured. Oh, 100% P.J. Walker is the best option. 100%. I mean, this team has looked best under P.J. Walker, and that's I don't even think it's close. Honestly. Oh, it's so sad. I mean, yeah, the, we had the Cincinnati game, which was just a, a complete yeah. mess. But other than that, he's... He's looked at the most consistent and the most competent of all the quarterbacks. Okay. But he is hurt. So, so quick question. Next year, if we have to keep one of these player quarterbacks, hypothetically, you have to cor- keep one of the starting quarterbacks from this year, 
which one would you be keeping? <clears throat> are, are we assuming the money is the same for all of them? Yes, uh, absolutely. And Matt Corral is, def is already going to be here. Yes, he's under contract. The other three are not. I don't know. I need to see Sam, I guess. I mean, uh, I don't want any of them. <laughs> but I guess I'd go with PJ. Yeah, I mean... Because I, I think Sam and Baker... I mean, I think Baker's broken. I, I don't think Baker... I don't know what Baker's future is in the NFL. I don't either. I don't know if you can... I don't think any NFL team out there looks at his games this season and say, yeah, he could play for us. I mean... Literally, yeah. I think I mean, a undrafted rookie quarterback will probably be better. <clears throat> Nathan Peterman is not as good as him, but still. Now, Nathan Peterman has a job. So I guess, you know, in that sense, sure. But, you know, this it, is this like a Johnny Manziel situation? Another Browns QB that was drafted number one overall that didn't make it? Manziel wasn't first overall. On. Someone's going <clears> to <throat> comment on that. So you better. better what, what was he? Second? No, he was like 17th or so. Maybe in 20th. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because Dallas wanted to jump up and draft him, but uh, the Jerry Jones's son basically draft blocked oh, right. him. 22nd pick. Okay, well, another first-round pick is obviously what I meant. <laughs> uh, number one pick for the Browns. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's 22nd pick of But either way, you know, a guy that was highly touted comes out, undersized, can't make it in the NFL. So I don't know that Baker is going to be trying out for the XFL anytime soon, but uh, I don't think he's going to be – he's definitely not going to be on the Panthers. No. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, we will be seeing Sam Darnold this week. Uh, welcome back, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I was one of the most – the person I did not want the most here, and now I'm sitting here saying, "Well, you might as well bring him back and try." Like this week, we've been we've been talking about it for weeks. Yeah, honestly, that that I mean, why not? At this point, he'll be the third starting quarterback of the year, and that's never good. That's never good. Uh, there's a, another little piece of news here, Jerry. Uh, yeah, Steve Wilkes kind of came out firing on players this week, which is very interesting. Uh, when asked about DJ Moore, I'm going to go ahead and start with this one, even though I don't have the exact quote. Uh, talking about why isn't DJ Moore targeted more, and especially we've noticed it whenever Baker starts. Whenever PJ starts, mm -hmm. it seems like DJ gets his as a number one receiver, his fair share. But when yeah. Baker starts, he doesn't. And Steve <clears throat> Wilkes came out and said, well, when he's throwing the ball, he needs to catch it. He also added that, you know, scheme and, you know, maybe we need to be more creative. But I thought that was a little fiery to come out at DJ, who's been nothing but a stellar player, in my opinion, in the fact that He's had crappy quarterbacks here for four or five years. He's been nothing but a team leader. He's never come out of line saying, you know, hey, look, I'm having Kyle Allen. I'm having crappy Baker Mayfield. I have Teddy Bridgewater. I have these guys throwing to me, and I'm still putting up 1,100-yard seasons. I'm not getting that. So at this point, I, I, I don't like a coach going after a single player. 
Yeah, I, I guess I can see Wilkes is just like he's frustrated. Yeah, he's frustrated at the scheme. He did. I mean, DJ Moore straight up dropped a ball. Yeah, he did in the game. Dropped a first down in a game where first downs were not easy to come by. In a game where scoring was not easy to come by, that was a, a play that was, you know, uh, could have moved the ball down the field. I think they ended up moving the ball down the field anyway a couple plays later. But, you know, it's very Matt Rule thing to do. Like, yeah. Matt Rule liked to call players out. And Steve Wilkes seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't do that. But I, he may be just trying something different, you know? I mean, he's throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yeah, I don't think you call out players. I, in my opinion, I, I I don't like it. Everything I've heard from former players, it seems to do the opposite effect of turning the locker room yeah. against you. I mean, I could yeah. see, hey, we we just the whole drop, the one drop he had. I don't think you need to call out. You know, if someone asks you specific uh, about that, you could say, hey, you know, he's a player. Unfortunately, things like that happen during the game. You move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean. DJ has been very professional yeah. this whole season. I mean, he's he's a guy that's had 1,000 yards each of the last three seasons. He's not going to come anywhere close to that this season, but he hasn't bitched and complained. He hasn't gone to the media. He hasn't demanded a trade. He hasn't done any of that stuff. He should be treated with a little more respect, I think. I, 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 I 100% agree, and I think that's why I started off with DJ Moore because I feel like he's earned the respect of keeping his name out of your mouth, talking badly like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he also agree. talked about C.J. Henderson, who, again, I do not agree with calling out players single name and stuff, but he said that C.J. Henderson has too much talent not to be playing better. And I agree, but I don't think you need to say that. You could say, hey, you know, we need to look at the tape, see how things are going. See where we can improve C.J. Henderson, which we all know that he's not playing up to that first-round talent pick that the Jags put on him. That's why he was traded. And that's why he's here. Yeah, I mean, uh, C.J. Henderson has not been good no, for the Panthers. I agree. He's been up and down, mostly down. He's had a couple of games that he's stood out and looked good. He does have talent. I mean, that's why he was drafted in the top ten. But he he has not played well here, and he's still under contract next year. Like he's a guy that's going to be here, I think. Um, so he needs to step it up. I mean, that's just that's just the fact. Yeah. Like he's we need to see more from him. And, and maybe uh, Steve him, Wilkes as a again, secondary coach needs to yeah. kind of step. I was going to say, maybe Steve Wilkes as a secondary coach maybe needs to step up as a coach and help yeah. coach him better because there's so many third downs and shorts that he's playing so far off. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's part of the coaching. Maybe that's him wanting to. But he needs to get stop giving that cushion. Maybe that's something Steve Wilkes think, needs to work on. I, yeah, I just I don't know that he's a good zone corner. And we play a ton of zone. Uh, you know, and we play it on his own because we can't get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. I understand that. Um, so maybe in a scheme where you've got a better front seven, CJ Henderson would thrive. I think JC Horn's another guy that is better in man to man. I agree. 
He just is. So I, you know, I think it's a lot of scheme, but uh, J.C. Horn still is playing extremely well. Yeah. And C.J. Henderson should be playing better than he is. Uh, D.J. Moore, by the way, has four drops on the season, officially four drops on the season, um, which is like 20th in the league or something. So it's not like he's got a drop problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I think yeah. to his pro- – I mean, he even com- – Steve Wilkes also commented that his blo- his run blocking has been exceptional. Dude, <clears throat> you leave that guy alone. You just say, hey, you know, yeah. we need to focus more on trying to get him the ball. You know, you know what DJ Moore is. Yeah. You know DJ Moore is a good wide receiver. Is he elite? I don't know. I think he's a top is he 10. Is he worth a first-round pick that somewhat – you think he's a top 10 wide receiver I think in the he league? could be. I think he could be. I don't think he is right now. No, not right now, but I don't yeah. know how he has you the can talent count. to be. Yes. I don't know how you yeah, can he has the talent to be. I don't know how you can say he's he's a top ten with the garbage that's throwing him the ball. I don't think he's been a top ten for his career. I think he's been like a top twenty guy. Yeah. I, but he's still he, you still know what he is. I mean he's still a very he's a very good good wide receiver. Um one more little piece of news, not on our sheet here, but Matt Rule's been making the rounds. Uh, he's sort of come out of his hiding place. Uh, I saw Pro Football Talk speculated that he may not be getting the job offers that he thought he was going to, so he's starting to make the media rounds yeah. and get get his face out there again. Um, but nothing, there was really no no revelations that came out from him. It, you know, it's the same crap that we've heard for three years. You know, he blamed COVID. Mm-hmm. He blamed um he said that he you know the lack of his relationship with the players he thought was an issue but again he blamed COVID for that um he he said the plan was good if he had five years he thought it would it would work Uh, so i mean it's the same crap we've been hearing and for years i also heard him say which kind of goes into the fact of him claiming that you know not getting the offers he wants he said it, the day he his firing, I believe this was on Good Morning Football, uh, they were talking about, you know, it was a very interesting day. He was informed that he was terminated or fired on at around 10.35 a.m. Mm-hmm. He had his meeting with the players at 11. At 11.35, he already got interest from a coach search firm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah... I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Somebody's trying to get their money. Yeah. Because Matt, he's going to be hired by somebody. I, I think he's a good college coach. He's he's not yeah. an NFL coach where players have families. They're adults. They're grown. Yeah. <clears throat> college players are technically adults anyways, but there's a difference mentality when you're early 20s to yeah. mid-20s to early 30s. It, it just is. It's It's a very different job. Yeah. It is a very different job. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, good luck to Matt rule, whatever. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> uh, before we jump into this week's preview, we're going to check out last week's PFF grades and sort of button that game up again, a 13 to three loss to the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to check out the offense first, as we always do look at the top, uh, looks like we have the top six here and then the bottom five. Yeah, uh, Jerry, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I put six at the top uh, for offense because Cam Irving had two snaps. It's on it, and I don't, ah, I don't, okay. I don't consider gotcha. that really. 
Let's just skip over him completely. Number one, Taylor Moten, 69.6. Cam Irving, number two, who cares? Two snaps. Brady Christensen, number three, 64.5. Terrace Marshall Jr., again on this, 63.9. Ian Thomas, a tight end, is actually making the top five, 63.8. Bradley Bozeman, 61.3. Another, like, solid start for most of the linemen. Now, going to the bottom five, we do have a lineman here, and it's about to be sad, guys. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore, 49.4. Icky Iquanu, 48.7. Still hasn't uh, allowed a sack, but he struggled, guys. Chuba uh, yeah. Hubbard, yeah, 47.4. Shai Smith, 45.3. And Tommy Trimble. There's the other tight end, 42.2. We we always have to at least have one tight end anchoring the bottom of the of the score. Yeah, it's the bottom two or three. It's not even like the fifth one usually. It's always yeah. like right down there. Yeah, I saw uh, Tommy Trimble on his back with a rusher coming at Baker more than once in that game last week. Should Just we call him Tommy Turtle Trimble? Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> Drunk Jerry strikes again. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no real surprises there, I guess, other than Icky being in the bottom five. But, again, we've seen that a little bit. Still growing pains. He's still a rookie. Yeah. He's, you know, he's still learning. So, not a big deal. But I did like seeing the majority of the offensive line in the top five. That was and, and his pass blocking was better than his run blocking. I, again, I don't think he yeah. had, like, a, a bad pass blocking. <clears throat> so, it's really weird that he's – struggling in the run game in my opinion in pff's I, opinion well, we didn't run nearly as much as we should have in that game so he might have had more opportunities had they run more uh looking at the defense now we're going to start here at the top and again you know we got amari barno leading the pack but only three snaps he had a 74.9 sam franklin actually uh 29 snaps a 70.1 for him good game for sam and uh, then we got frankie luvu uh, always our, one of our favorites, 69.6. Xavier Woods, 68.2. And J.C. Horn with a 65.8. Uh, bottom five here, the other corner, Keith Taylor. Uh, we were really hoping to see some good things from him in this game. Didn't happen. 50.4. Marquand McCall, only two snaps, 42.5. Brandon Smith actually played 24 snaps. I did not see him out there as much as... Uh, I didn't see him out there 24 snaps, but apparently he was out there. Uh, 33.4 for him. Not, not too good. Brian Burns, 30.6 in 68 snaps. Yeah, that was really weird. I even gave him my, uh, my hero because, I mean, it seemed like he was back in the backfield holding Lamar so <clears throat> much, but PFF did not like it. Maybe... Maybe my opinions was him kind of spying with it, but I don't... Well, he got hit hard on the run defense, and they ran the ball a lot. But Uh, they didn't do much on the run. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. Phil Hoskins uh, at the bottom here, 29.8. Yeah, I don't know. That Brian Burns thing, it does does, uh, surprise me a little, but... I mean, we've talked about Brian Burns all year. Like he, he's, he's back there, but he doesn't get the quarterback down enough. Well, I think last you know? week was special, be, or special because Lamar Jackson's back there. I don't think you mm-hmm. personally try to attack him that much. I think you need to hang back and contain and that could him. Be, you know, it could have been a scheme thing. Could have just been a scheme 
you know, he, they've only got him in coverage four times, but I bet he was kind of like rushing, but not rushing, yes. you know, because you yeah. don't want to over pursue Lamar Jackson. Cause that's 30 yards right. easily. Um, I do want to say after Amari Barno had that beautiful play <clears throat> in the first quarter, why do you not mm. let him play a little bit more? As a guy, as a four-three defensive end, I don't understand that. Like, he looked good in his one stab. He read the defense or the offense correctly. Why are you not letting him get more snaps in there? Considering, I mean, the other guys aren't we're doing three it. and eight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're three and eight. Let's start seeing the young guys. Let's see Brandon Smith more. Let's see Amari Barno more. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Uh, and then obviously the three snaps he had, he. He looked good. Yeah, he, I mean, he played well. <laughs> you know, I mean, give him a shot. Yeah, what? Because what? Etor is doing nothing. He's not playing well. He hasn't played well all season. Uh, Marquise Haynes doesn't seem to ever get any snaps. Yeah. You know, even though I'd like to see him more, he I would like seem to see to be him out too there more. Much. I, I I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but um, all right. Any other final thoughts on last week's game before we move into this week's game? No, I think I already said my piece about the Amarni Barno. You said Brandon Smith, which I also agree. Even if he's on the bottom, I want to see him more. I mean, his tackle grade's high, which yeah. is something that other linebackers seem to struggle with on this team. So, Agreed, agreed. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. CBDX.com. Jerry, tell me about it. Get your gummies, flour, vapes, everything CBD related, Delta 8. Get it at CBDX.com. Promo code MEOW for 20% off and free shipping. It's what I use almost every night. I know Steven has some right there. He took a gummy before this, so once we're done, he can hopefully go to sleep. So... And it works, guys. Don't drive on it, but it it, it helps yeah. relax you. It is the closest thing legally that I could have here in North Carolina. Do some research on what Delta Eight actually is and where it comes from, and you might be surprised uh, why it's legal <laughs> because it's basically the real deal. Um, CBDX.com promo code meow twenty percent off free shipping. Uh, Helps you guys out, and we get a little kickback as well. So if you want to help the show and help yourself, check them out. All right. We are back. So this week, I have the trivia. And I kept it down to one question for Jerry okay. this week. You did a, uh, one or two good, you know, like seven. Yeah. That's a little long in the tooth, in my opinion, especially for a division rival that will do <clears throat> hit again. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand. You know what? I get excited about the trivia. I like trivia. I'm, I'm a big Jeopardy fan. Uh, I wanted to do like the $100 question all the way down, but that's okay. That's okay. We're just going to do one question today. Jerry, uh, this question is going to be around Dangerous Wilson. Oh, God. Mr. Unlimited. Uh, we have played, the Panthers have played Russell Wilson seven times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in his career. Uh, and actually, we played him... Uh, six years in a row, 2012, no, five years in a row, 2012 to 2016, every single year. Just kind of weird for a non-division. Yeah, opponent. it seemed like they were slightly division rivals there for a while with Cam and Russ. Yeah, I mean, 
it was really a a, a rivalry. Um, the question is, how many times did we get the best of Russell Wilson in this rivalry? Well, I remember. What do you think the Panthers' record is against Russell Wilson and his crew? And, and how many games was it? Six, you said? Seven games. Seven, okay. Seven games. I think we're three and four. We are one and six. Oh! Against Russell Wilson in his career. That was shocking to me. Oh, well, I, I thought he had the our number. I know I was at a game where we mm-hmm. were dominatingly winning and. I had an annoying Seahawks fan that shut up, and then somehow they <laughs> came back and won because I think Cam Newton went out with an injury during it. No, it wasn't well, someone one... else. It was one of our corners went out with an injury, and then Russell Wilson picked on that corner. God, I wish I remembered that game. Mm. I don't remember it. It was um, like, oh. Try to black out all the losses, to be honest. <laughs> I really only remember one of these games. And that was in 2015. That's the time. The one time that we beat Russell Wilson was in 2015. You probably could have guessed that yeah. if I would have given you that as a secondary trivia question. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, October 18th, 2015, the Panthers won 27-23 against the Seahawks. So this, you know, Russell has, has owned the Panthers. He has owned the Panthers in his career. I don't know if it's the best record he has, but I can't imagine there's many that he has better with that many games against them. Right? It's probably the best winning percentage he has. So. This is, uh, even though the Broncos are a little down this year, the history is not on our side. Uh, and Vegas seems to agree because this is a home game. Panthers are two and a half point underdogs against a team that basically has the same record. Yeah. As them. So, I mean, the, the Broncos are three and seven. They have not looked good at all. They just cut their starting running back, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Jerry Judy, their number one receiver, is questionable he's missed a few games he is day-to-day might play might not and yet we're still almost three-point underdogs at home over under 36 points and i would take the under <laughs> well, i mean combined for 13 or 16 points last week so yeah um i, I think i'd take the under as well i mean they could probably set this at 30 points, and I might take the I mean, this is strength against weakness on both sides of the ball. I think the Panthers have a good defense, and the Broncos have a great defense. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't think that the Broncos' offense is very scary at all. I think Russell Wilson, I think I understand why Seattle got what they did for him. I mean... <laughs> Who's winning that trade, in my opinion? Seattle. Oh, easily. So, easily. I mean, Seattle's a playoff team right now. Yeah. I've, and they've got a potentially top five pick coming to them from yeah. Broncos. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, so, um, yeah. So we're going to get into our keys here in one sec. But okay. do you think that the Panthers have an any edge at all by starting Sam Darnold, a guy that the Broncos don't have any tape on this year? <laughs> Is, is there anything there? I'm trying to be positive about something. Is there anything I mean, there? Honestly, that, pos- the pan, you know, starting Sam with no tape, maybe that defense is caught a little off guard. I also think a lot of Sam Darnold's problems, I, I'm going to defend Sam Darnold, is the fact that he's had horrible O-lines. And he, mm-hmm. ha- he in my opinion, I don't think he has the mental makeup 
to handle that pressure constantly. I think once he gets hit, especially if you have him consistently getting hit in games, he breaks down. That's why I think last year he started out pretty good, like being consistent and good. I think after getting hit so much, I think hit. And this is just my, my observations. I don't want anybody to assume. Yeah. I think he breaks down mentally. I think he he's he's not that quarterback that could throw multiple interceptions, multiple sacks, and then just bounce back. That being said, I think it there is a positive to him being the first game. I think there's a positive to this O-line being so much better than it was last year. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. And there are a lot of quarterbacks in the league that if they had the O-lines that Sam Darnold has had in his career, would not succeed. I mean, just flat out. He's had bad teams around him his whole career. Uh, Not to say that Sam Darnold, we should feel bad for Sam Darnold or... Sam Darnold's, you know, been dealt a bad hand or something. But it will be interesting to watch to see if with this improved O-line, not an elite O-line, but a very much improved O-line over what he had last yeah. year, if he can look better. I, I do believe this would probably be his best O-line he's ever started behind. Yeah. I mean, I think Icky hasn't allowed a sack since week two, even though he has some off, you know, false starts. Moten has looked good. I mean, I think... I mean, granted, the Broncos have a good pass rush, but I I think you have to say this is the best O-line he's sat behind during the game. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, is this the best start, start, you know, uh, team to go against for your first start of the season? Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not, but uh, all right. Well, let's get into our keys of the game here, Jerry. Uh, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for us? Okay. All right, we're gonna have to end the call. We got nine minutes left. Okay. I didn't realize. Okay. I don't know. We could probably get through it, but that's okay. We'll, we'll end it now. Yeah. And we're back. Are right, you ready? Yep. Okay, I just had to make sure the desktop audio was working on OBS. Hmm. So our first key play of the game is run the ball and stick with it if you're in the game. Don't turn to this constant, you know, three and out passing. I, I get trying to mix it up. And even if it's not working like last week, stick to it. Denver is not the greatest run defense in the league. They give up 118 yards per game, 14th in the league. It's it's still good. I'm not going to say, oh, wow. It's average. They're, yeah. They're right in the middle of the league. Yeah. So, but stick with it. Keep grinding. Let Deontay Foreman, you know, get his legs mm. under him. Let it, let's, let's try to weaken their defensive line to really feed onto the play action, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, the... <laughs> The least amount of throws that Sam Darnold has to make 
the better. The better. Right. <laughs> if Sam Donald's throwing the ball 30 times, we've probably lost this game. I mean, let's just be fl- flat out honest. 100%. If we're running if we run the ball 35 times, there's a good chance that we're in this game at the end. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's that's the fact. So, I don't want to see you know, these every series start off with a bootleg, you know, play action pass like we did last week four or five times. You know, let's just run the ball. Just be boring. Run the ball a couple of times. Get into third and short. And then throw a screen pass to <laughs> LaVisca Chenault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Side side matchup. Let Chenault run a play that's not a screen pass. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Like, stop feeding yeah. S- Smith. Shy Smith. I liked him in the preseason. He's not it. Let Chenault run routes as the slot and let him get targets too. God, man. Sorry. Sorry, side quest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think the Panthers just brought Aaron Mosby up from the practice squad. Linebacker. I just got an alert on my phone, so yeah. Um, So, hey, there you go, breaking news. Uh, (laughs) Next... Next key here is going to be, uh, and it goes it goes along with this. All right, limit the turnovers. Don't give the Broncos a short field. That's what killed us against the yeah. Ravens. Don't let Sam Darnold throw the ball a lot. That's going to help with that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And Patrick Sertain uh, will pick him off. Patrick Sertain being probably following DJ Moore around. Yeah, maybe. I mean, or he just shuts one side of the field down. I, you know, I don't. I haven't seen enough Broncos games to know how they use him. You shouldn't have. But seen I know he's very. Enough. I know he's very good. Yeah, I mean Patrick Sain is very good. He's he's considered right now to be the best corner out of that draft. Yes, yeah, and we had him number one in our draft board of cornerbacks. We did. I mean, we both said shock J.C. Horn, but J.C. Horn has been good, but Sertain has been healthy and good. So. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to say that Sertain's had a better career so far than J.C. Horn. Yeah. Um, if, if only because of the health. I think J.C. Horn's right there with him in terms of the talent. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so far. Um, so that's going to be interesting to watch where he lines up because, honestly, out of the last few weeks, I think Terrace Marshall has been our maybe most consistent wide receiver. Yeah. You know, the la- maybe the last three weeks. Wow. How times have changed. <laughs> Three, four but weeks, yeah. the good news is that we may have a one and two, and if Chenault can step up, we may have a decent top three for next year with a competent offensive coordinator and quarterback. More yeah, quarterback and, you know, we, we have the draft. We have free agency. Like, this 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 thing can turn around it, with good decisions. This thing can turn around. Exactly. But you have to have the good decisions. Good decisions. So, so far, we haven't seen that. What's our next key here? Uh, another corner needs to step up besides J.C. Horn. We can't let Russell Wilson look like Seattle Russell Wilson. J.C. Horn, yeah. you do your thing, man. You've got it. Like, stay healthy. I'm not really worried about you that much. <clears throat> but on the other side of the ball is where even... Dante Jackson did not look good. He was consistently on our bottom mm-hmm. five of PFF. And you could tell yeah. he always had high tackles. You can see in the games. Yeah. Um, yeah. He went out. CJ Henderson got picked on more and he has looked awful. Like, 
at this point, Keith Taylor has struggled. Somebody needs to step up in this. Tay Hayes. There's a, another corner that is a nine-year vet that's back there. I can't think of his name. He may get some playing time. Let, somebody needs to step up and play corner better than garbage. I, You know, we let yeah. Baltimore's thir- second or third string receiver, he's probably actually like fourth considering how many injuries they had, have like 100-something <laughs> yards last week. We can't do that. I mean... Yeah, he basically turned into their number one receiver. He did. Yeah, like in a day. Ugh. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find. I was trying to find the name of that of the guy that you were talking about, um, who we just signed recently. The corner, um, whatever his name is, Steve Wilkes said that he was an option this week. Like he wasn't going to name uh, rule him out to start opposite J.C. Horn. So. That just tells you, like, they're searching. They're trying to find the other side of that cornerback room. You pay, you know, we t- we were hesitant about it at the time when they paid Dante Jackson. We we wanted instead him. Of Stephon yeah, Gilmore. we wanted him or Stephon. And I guess I was like, okay, he's younger. I get that. And he, but Stephon yeah. would have been the better choice. Let's be honest. If you sign him the, to a three-year deal and. Yeah, I mean, the money turned out to be pretty much the same. I think Stephon maybe slightly less. Yeah. Getting paid slightly less, um, and play. It. And I don't know if Stefan wanted to be here. It seemed like he did, but you know, he may not have been a Matt Rule guy. Yeah, he may have not liked it him at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't hear that specifically, but Stefan. So I think there were a lot of guys that were not Matt Rule guys. Stefan Gilmore was a pro, and he understands yeah. being a pro. I, I, I could see him not liking it, him, and not saying it. He was definitely one of us. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> for sure. Um, I added a fourth key here. I think if you can make the Broncos one-dimensional, right? They just cut Melvin Gordon. They're going to be the retiring, relying on Latavius Murray to be their number one running back. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray has had good seasons. He's had really good games in the NFL. But I wouldn't consider him a top 20 running back in the league. Nah. I think he's a guy that you can stop. Um, he's not an exceptional pass catcher. Like, he's he's a running back. Uh, he's bounced around everywhere. There's a reason. If you can take him away completely, mm-hmm. make Russell Wilson, who has looked terrible this year, yes, he has. try to beat you with his arm, you know, if that corner opposite JC can step up or they can scheme away to – take out, you know, Cortland Sutton and if Jerry Judy plays, uh, then I think you've got a real shot here. Because this this Broncos offense is not good. The defenses, like you said, Broncos are better than the Panthers on defense, but both defenses are good. Yeah. And if Sam Darnold can step it up, man, and fire that ball down the field, you could see a Panthers victory here. Now, Jerry, you mentioned before we started the podcast. Yeah. That if the Panthers beat the Broncos, the Broncos jump the Panthers in the draft order. Correct. Now, there's going to be a lot of fans that don't want to hear about the draft order here in Week 12. But those guys need to understand that this is a 3-8 and eight football team. <laughs> I was going to say. And I understand we're in the NFC South, but we're a 3-8 and eight football team. Fans' minds are going to start drifting towards April. Yeah, I, 
if you're a Panthers fan and you want to lose this game, I am not faulting you one bit. We are sit- sitting at number two in the draft. And let's be honest, like we're now like three games out of from Tampa Bay and yeah, it this is every other team is ahead of us yeah, in the division. It's has looked better than us. And would you yeah. prefer to get your new coach's top pick at a quarterback or second pick to you know, let's be honest, Texas right. got that one, number 1 locked up because they yeah. they ain't winning nothing. I was <laughs> I was looking, I was like I was looking at their schedule because they got that tie. I was like, man, they they would have to win like two games, two games in like six. We could lose out, and they'd have to win. I think three yeah. games, three out of their next four games or whatever. They're not they're not going to do that yeah. or go three and four, yeah. or whatever it is. They're not doing that. <laughs> like they've got that number one pick locked up. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, I agree with Jerry 100. percent Like. You are you can still be a real Panthers fan, a diehard Panthers fan, and want this team to lose out. I will be cheering for them during the for game, the but mentally franchise. I am yeah. I want them to lose this game, if that makes any sense. Logically, you thinking with your brain you want to lose, with your heart you want to exactly. lose. Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. This your Spock, you want him to lose. Kirk, you want him to win, right? Correct. You get that reference? I do. I understand a little bit okay. of Star Trek. Okay. okay. I mean, if you didn't know Spock, I'd have to wonder. All right. Uh, any other kind of final thoughts there, other matchups you wanted to talk about before we get into our beer bet? <sighs> no. I. I the, uh, the sad thing is this is a really winnable game, and I would love to see them win, but at the same time, I don't want to see them to win. Yeah. I I I, 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 mean, I would love to knock off you unlimited down a peg yeah. or two as well in this season, but I want the Panthers' long term future better. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson has been probably my most disliked quarterback since he was drafted because of the success that he's had against my team. Yeah, he's and his. And many other reasons I don't like Russell Wilson, but mainly it's because he's just beaten the crap out of the Panthers his whole career, and I'm tired of it. But I don't, I don't want Russell Wilson to win. <laughs> but I don't want us to win either. For for you know, I don't know. It's so hard, man. It's so hard because when I look at that draft board and I'm like, man, the, co- the quarterback of the future could be right here if we stay where we are. I mean, Bryce Young there are or a lot CJ of people Stroud. That think, I mean, that's there are a lot of people that think those guys are can't miss, like that they are really good prospects, high end prospects. A couple of wins blows that, blows that chance. Mm-hmm. So I'm right there with you, like with my head and with my heart. My heart, I want the Panthers to win out. Yeah. Somehow make the playoffs and see what happens. But I and then I look at this roster and I'm like, Sam Darnold gonna do it? Baker gonna do it? Are we gonna rely on PJ Walker to take us <laughs> to the promised land on one leg? I don't know, guys. I don't know. All right. Uh we did not come up with a beer bet before the podcast, Jerry. Do you have one in mind? No, not at all. To be honest with you, it's 
This game, I've, I, I have. Okay, one. good. Then let's roll with that. Beer bit of the week. Beer bit of the week. Okay. Uh, so we, we've been talking about Russell Wilson. This is going to be a Russell Wilson based beer butt. Okay. Over under two and a half touchdowns throws. Uh, no, no, no. Under over under one and a half touchdown throws for Russell Wilson. In under. Game. Okay. I guess I'm going over. Uh, if he throws two, I think we lose. So. <laughs> We'll I think if he throws one, we can still lose. Oh, definitely. I mean, we saw that last week. <laughs> no, they didn't I mean, throw They one. limited they... Lamar so well last week, and then I they. I know. I know. Couldn't do anything on offense. All right, well, let's get to our bold predictions here, Jerry. I'm going to let you go first. Well, like the th- past three weeks now, <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb. Is this the week to do it, Jerry? This will be his extra bold. I am going to go on the ledge here and say Terrace Marshall Jr., 100 yards receiving. He breaks it. He finally does it. Lock it in. All right. There you go. Um, Well, my bold prediction is going to be Raheem Blackshear leads the Panthers in rushing this week. My, My sir. My sir. My my. My fantasy team does not like that at all. <laughs> Your fantasy team doesn't like a lot. Of that uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I've been pretty good this year. <laughs> yes, you you do have, you are uh, in the top 10 of our fantasy league. That is true. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jerry's going to easily make the playoffs in our fantasy league. And then who knows what could happen. Uh, all right, uh, let's go with our game predictions here. I guess I'll kick it off. Broncos two and a half point favorites in this game. I think the Panthers do cover in a last second one point loss to the Broncos, nineteen to eighteen, Denver Broncos. I am gonna go. Sorry, guys, it's gonna be a boring one. Sixteen nine Broncos. Ah, sixteen. <laughs> well Ouch. i mean i just don't believe in either one of these offenses and it could be that sam yeah. Darnold like throw makes us get 23 and we win this game but i don't see denver scoring a lot and right now i don't know what i'm gonna get from sam Darnold. sam yeah well i am inch- i i'm excited to watch this game believe it or not i mean i you know we you may not believe it from from what we're saying, but if Sam Donald goes out and lights it up and throws for 300 yards and the Panthers win this game by two touchdowns, you know, it's it's going to be impossible for me not to enjoy that oh, and be excited about that. Oh, I will be happily on here singing the praises of Sam Darnold if we win. Yeah. But. Yeah. But again, you know, head and heart, right? So there are upsides to winning there are downsides to winning at this point of the season you know you're three and eight when you're sitting what are you gonna do? sitting here with the record we have it is definitely up and down you you have to weigh your options and the yeah. fans that say you're not a real fan if you want them to lose well you know i want long-term success i don't want a win and then crap for three more I don't years want this i don't want this again next year yes I want a good. If you're a real fan, you don't want this again next year. 
If you're a real fan, you want the team to do what is going to be best for the future of the I franchise. plan on sitting in this seat for the next two, three years, and I, I view that out. You know, I'm viewing it th- that yeah. way. Right. I mean, you should probably get up every once in a while, but... Yeah, I will. I mean, I, I okay, should okay. because, you know, the seat's kind of molded I mean, to the... my butt now. It's It fused. <laughs> Blood clots, no, no, no. you know. There's, there's... Have you ever heard of the... Uh, sidetrack. Have you ever heard of those, like, heavy set people that can't get out of their, like, chairs and stuff? Like, in the, how, the, mm-hmm. how yeah. the fabric, like, fuses to their skin and stuff? Like oh, man. Oh, them, yeah. that's got to be yeah. so painful. The chair becomes part of them. <laughs> they have to have it surgically oh. removed. Okay. Uh, Jerry, let's real quick, <laughs> let's do uh, just real quick picks on the Thanksgiving games. Because there's actually some pretty interesting games. I don't know the games. Let's go. I'll, I'll do them if you have them ready. All right, the 12:30 game on CBS. That's going to be your Tony Romo game. Buffalo Bills at the Detroit Lions. Oh, you broke up. I don't hear what you're saying. I heard Buffalo Bills. Okay. And Are you broke back? up. Sorry. Buffalo, yes. Buffalo Bills at the Detroit Lions. You broke up again. What is going on? Do you know? Oh my god. Zoom does not want I'm us right to here. know these games all of a sudden. Buffalo Bills at the Detroit Lions. Oh, Bills. That's easy. Okay. I don't think it's quite that easy, but the Bills are nine and a half point favorites. I, mean, they're, I think they're going to win, but I think it could be a fun I, game. I think nine and a half, I, I, would, I could see the point differential going Detroit's way because they play well on Thanksgiving typically. Yeah. And Buffalo's not unstoppable. No. They've lost, they've lost a few games lately. Uh, next game is going to be fun. The New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. I can't rightfully call, uh, predict the Cowboys to win ever. I think it would kill my soul a little bit, are, so I have to go these Giants. These are 2-7-3 teams. I'm going to go Giants, know. even though that I think Cowboys have a better roster. I think Brian yeah. Dayball is a better coach, and I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win that game. That makes sense. Uh, all right. The 8-20 NBC game. Mike Tirico, Colin Cowherd. Patriots at the Vikings. Another game that's Vikings. Yeah, Patriots six and four. Vikings are eight and two, but they have a negative point differential for the season. So are they really that good? I don't necessarily think they're really eight and two good, but I do think that last week's shellacking that they took by the Cowboys, I think they're gonna be up for this game. Especially on primetime. Okay. I think it, yeah. We usually have like at least I would say like we usually have two uh, two or three bad games on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where it's just either one team is really good, the other one team is terrible. I think we have it like two good games. And then a fun game with uh, Buffalo and Detroit. I think this these are three interesting games. I, I think they're three interesting games. And you're right. They're usually yeah, like one or two blowouts during the Thanksgiving. And you got to talk to your family. Fun. Talk to Uncle Diddles yeah. and everything. Uh <laughs> Uncle Jack, <laughs> Uncle Jack with his tiny hands. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, the rest of the NFC South, we got the Buccaneers going at, against the Broncos this week. Well, we're at the Broncos, uh, so that or we're with or the Browns. Excuse me, the Browns, the Browns, the Browns. Buccaneer, uh, Buccaneers at oh, Jesus. Have Christ. you taken shots Buccaneers before the game Browns. before this podcast, like I did? No, cbdx.com. <laughs> promo code meow. Uh, 
<laughs> I think the Bucks are going to win that game. I think the Bucks are going to start turning it on. This is like the time that I... That if they're going to turn it on, this is the time they're going to do it. Okay. And that's it? Do you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I honestly okay. do. If they're going to turn it on, this the... Okay. Uh, Falcons at the Commanders. I think... A, Sneaky good game. I, I, I was going to say Commanders, but I could see it going the other way too as Falcons are feisty and... Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons, I oh. think, in that game. Uh, I don't like the Falcons, but I don't like Washington either. Saints at the 49ers is the as the 425 Fox game. Oh, God, I'm rooting uh, for the 40, Saints 49ers. this week? No, no, 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, I'm... Ge- Let's root for Chris. Let's root for McCaffrey. I'm rooting for a better second-round draft pick, me personally, but, you know, you, you go for CMC. I'm good, rooting for CMC to have a great game. Ah, dang it, Jerry. You're right. <laughs> no, I'm still not going to root for the Saints. Yeah. I would... no, I'll root for the Saints. I'll root for the other teams against the 49ers. I'm not going to root for the Saints. That's fine. I understand yeah. that. Can't do it. And, Can't and do someone it. with, you know, CMC on his fantasy team, I'll probably be pulling for him too. But, and again, yeah, yeah. CMC is a good dude. I, you know, I personally yeah, hope he does dude. do well. He's been looking very good. Uh, that team has looked transformed. With it's, it's like an offensive right. coach knows how to use them. Crazy. <laughs> right. Well, everyone knew that when he went there that like, you were going to see him kind of unlocked. Yeah. But I don't think he's been unlocked. I think he's just been re-engaged. Like, he's no, just being used properly I, I, again. It's used properly. That's that's the thing. I don't Because yeah. th- he was engaged here. He plays hard here. It was just we had horrible coaching offensive and head coaching that didn't want to use him yeah. and another running back at the same time. I mean, they either wanted, yeah, exactly. They just they ran him into the ground. Yeah, it's quite possible that CMC is not even going to be leading in touches or leading in carries at the running back yeah. position in most of these games. He, he may not end up leading in carries for San Francisco, but huh. mm-hmm. San Francisco. All right, I think that's going to do it, Jerry. All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MailMakesPodcast. If you have any co- questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MailMakesPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And I have been drinking Hornitos Silver. All right. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back on Sunday afternoon to discuss the Panthers outcome versus the Denver Broncos. Until then, everybody stay safe out there. Have a happy Thanksgiving and keep pounding.